When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to episode 194 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. On today's show, we are discussing all things related to nail care, nail polish, nail polish remover, salons, pedicures, manicures, you name it. It likely comes as little surprise to most of you that the products that we put on our hands and our feet to make our hands and our feet look more attractive can come with some potentially serious health effects as well as some potentially serious environmental effects. Today I'm speaking with Megan Mickelson. Megan is the host of Toxin Free Talk, a podcast all about eliminating toxins in our daily life, and that's why I thought she would be the perfect person to dive deep into the nail conundrum. Now, what I love about our conversation today is that we're not simply saying get rid of the nail polish, forego pedicures forever. We're not saying that. We are, however, giving you some suggestions if you are interested in perhaps stepping back from a culture in which bare nails is given the side eye. Megan, I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you about all things as they relate to nail care, nail polish. But before we do that, let's talk about you. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Megan Mickelson, and my business is called Detox by Design. And I started my business um, a few years ago because I was one of those moms that became completely overwhelmed when I realized that there really are harmful toxins in so many of the products that we use every day. And I realized that I had been tricked by marketing time and time again. And I just made it my mission to really inform people about how our everyday routines can impact our health and how we do really need to pay attention to what we're bringing to our home to really live our healthiest and safest life. And I started my podcast called Toxin Free Talk last year, and it's been such a great way to share little tips about going toxin-free without getting overwhelmed. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Stephanie. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on because for a long time, listeners, you already know, it's no secret that Toxin-free living is a passion of mine. I never found myself so interested in this topic simply because I had never <laughs> it had never been brought to my attention, but 
in time, I learned that what's bad for your body tends to also be bad for the planet. And if that's true, then the converse is true. What's good for your body, the products that are toxin-free, are also eco-friendly. They're better for the planet than their toxin-filled counterparts. So this is a huge personal passion of mine, learning more about a topic that you know I had never really been introduced to before. And when we talk about nail polish right off the bat, I should say from an environmental standpoint that nail polish is considered by most municipalities to be a hazardous waste, which means that it's in the same category as insecticides and house paints and car batteries. And so if, you know, you're not supposed to throw your old cans of wall paint in the trash. And similarly, if you at the end of this episode are rip-roaring, ready to declutter your nail polish, you can't ethically throw your nail polish in the trash can. And that's just crazy to me, because if we can't throw it in the trash can, how on earth is it sold at the pharmacy down the street to put on our bodies? In your capacity as somebody who's dedicated your life to educating others about the health implications of conventional beauty and healthcare products, what is it about nail polish that's most concerning to you? Well, I mean... For something to stay on your nails that long, I mean, right right off the bat, that's just, um, you know, well, of course, it's not going to be great for you, right? Um, the fact that it's chip-free and all those things that we want in the best-performing nail polish, right? But there are some pretty harmful ingredients in nail polish. For example, dibutyl phthalate, which is an endocrine disruptor. And if you're not familiar with what that means, um, our endocrine system controls the rest of our organs in our body. And so endocrine disruptors are, um, we often call certain ingredients in harmful products and endocrine disruptors because they mess with our hormone system and they eventually can have some major damage on our organs and often are linked with cancer. So that's dibutyl phthalate. There's also tulene, which can cause neurological damage, impaired breathing, hearing loss, and decreased brain function. There's camphor, which when it's inhaled can cause dizziness and headaches and nausea. And it's also um, can affect liver dysfunction. There is xylene, which again can cause headache and dizziness um, and also can affect the respiratory system, kidney and gastrointestinal toxicity. And then formaldehyde, which most people have heard of before, um, has been linked with cancer, not only in just lab animals, but also has been linked with leukemia in humans. And those are just really the top five harmful ingredients. There are, there are a few more, um, but I think that you know, we just want to, I just want, I could go on and on, but let's just focus on, you know, those, those top five being the examples of why nail polish is so bad. You know, when I hear about these potentially hazardous chemicals and their potential health effects, their potential adverse effects, it's easy for me. And it's probably, I'm guessing, easy for listeners too, to, kind of glaze over and think, oh, that's alarmist. That endocrine disruptor is not going to give me cancer. I can, you know, do my nails like once every, I don't know, once every two weeks, once every month, and I won't have that happen to me. However, 
I think about my daughters. They're seven and they're four, and they are very into getting their nails painted. And so when I take myself out of the problem and I think about them and their health, it really brings the alarm closer to home. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think um, a lot of us, me having my daughters, that's what started me on this toxin-free journey. And I think a lot of people are a little bit more willing to be a little bit more lenient with themselves. But when they think about their kids, they think, I want the best for my children. I want them to have the most healthy lives. I want them to have better than I had. And it's important too, because children are developing and growing, which means that their cells are reproducing faster. And so these harmful chemicals can actually be more damaging to children. And they're especially important during times of rapid development, like during puberty, in tiny babies, and also um, for older women when going through menopause. Your response makes me think about how culturally ingrained having manicured fingers and toes is, though. And I'm thinking about, you know, my social circle, my community. Most women have <laughs> lovely salon done pedicures, especially during the summer, and fingers. And, you know, I'm looking at my bare nails, and I'm definitely in the minority with my bare nails. And I remember reading Bay Johnson's Zero Waste Home way, way back when, maybe eight or 10 years ago. I don't know if you've read it, but she has a lot of lifestyle suggestions that may be considered extreme. (laughs) But the one that stood out for me in this book, the most extreme of all, was her saying in the book to stop painting your nails. Stop going to the salon. Stop painting your nails. And I threw up my hands and I said, oh, heck no. Like, that's never going to catch on. Do you have any thoughts on the cultural aspect, the, the fact that having the manicure and the pedicure is... Just so ingrained in our society that if you don't do it, you're you're different. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I also have bare nails. I, not only because the toxins, but I have found when I paint my nails, I almost get this feeling of claustrophobia on my nails. And even when I want to do it for like a special event or something, I put the nail polish on and like within a day or two, I just can't handle it anymore. And and it's like, I have to get it off immediately. So I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a, um, I'm, you know, I know too much. And so I can't handle it, but it, it really is interesting how cultural it is to have enmeshed in our communities and, and women specifically to have our nails done. I also have a lot of concern for people who are working in nail salons and around these harmful chemicals all day long. And that's one of the reasons, honestly, why I um, choose not to go to nail salons because I just think about the health effects of the people that are working there. You know, it's, you know, if I'm not even going to put it on my nails, you know, once a month or even less often, um, I just think about that person sitting in the chair doing my nails and how, you know, what kind of effects that's having on them. And I have a really hard time paying somebody to be exposed to those chemicals all day long. Mm. Uh, That's a 
really great point. And to take it one step further, I'd say let's not forget about the animals who are being the guinea pigs to test so many of our name brand nail polishes. But you mentioned the salon. So let's talk about the potential health effects of the nail salon services, like the gel manicures and the dipped manicures. What should we consider if we do love and do frequent the nail salon? Yeah. So um, gel nails are, are additionally bad because you're exposed to UV light through um, the curing process. And that UV light is the same thing that can cause um, skin cancer. And I, I personally have friends who have been told not to get gel nails because they already have had small skin cancers. And our hands are a pretty common place to get a lot of skin um, sun exposure. So Besides just the chemicals in the gel nail, the curing process of the ultraviolet rays is actually pretty harmful and can be, you know, potentially causing skin cancer. The dipped, again, I I would shy away from anything like those products or those services because um, the longer something stays on your nails, the more likely, in my opinion, it is that it's going to be full of those harmful ingredients. And the dipped, I've never had dipped before. And I think it's a little bit safer than gel because it doesn't have that ultraviolet ray. But I don't know if it has like a pretty awful smell. Your nose is really a good um, answer, right? If your nose is saying, wow, this is really strong, it's probably not going to be that great for you. And as far as the other things that can happen in a salon, if you're having your cuticles cut, there's a potential for getting bacteria in there. And you want to make sure that the salon is just has the really high standards for cleanliness. Um, I'm in the U.S. and you can check, um, you know, what the health department rates the salon and, and check it out that way and make sure they're passing all of their health department checks. But also just use your common sense when you're in a salon and just look and make sure that they're cleaning thoroughly, that they are soaking their um, utensils in alcohol and all those sorts of things. We are going to get into incremental nail care tweaks for better health, as well as some eco-friendly and non-toxic polish recommendations that actually last and work after a quick word from this week's sponsor. And I should mention that the Sustainable Minimalist podcast is supported this week by Quince. Traditional luxury retailers add markup after markup through middlemen, and the old way of doing things is full of financial and environmental waste. Quince has been a game changer for my wardrobe and home, and that's because Quince cuts out the excess. They eliminate excess packaging and unnecessary shipping around the globe, and they only partner with factories committed to sustainability. Quince is building the next Amazon, but better. Try Quince today and get free shipping and 365-day free returns. Just go to onequince.com slash sustainable. Many collections sell out immediately, so move quick. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com forward slash sustainable. And we're back with Megan Mickelson, host of Toxin Free Talk. Megan, I'm curious. You had mentioned before the break you know, about using your nose as a 
indicator of potential toxicity. When it comes to our nails, in my opinion, by far the smelliest thing is the nail polish remover, acetone central generally. Talk to me about nail polish remover and human health. Well, acetone is a nervous system toxicant and it can um, irritate the the skin, eye and lungs. So, you know, it is something that you want to minimize. There are some safer options like Karma Naturals has an unscented nail polish that works well. So I would go towards those options. And I think just like you said, if it smells so awful, it can't be good for you. And worst case scenario, let's say you have to take nail polish off and you still just have your acetone. I would just do it as quickly as possible in an open area, maybe outdoors and wash your hands right away and make sure you throw away whatever you have the acetone on, not in an area that's going to continue to off gas and be near you. So like, you know, in an outdoor trash can or something like that. Hmm. That's a great tip. I'd like to transition our conversation to talk about incremental ways that listeners who don't want to you know, forgo nail polish and manicures forever. Uh, For those listeners who want to be more incremental in their approach to their nail care, what can they do? So I guess my first question here when we talk about doing better, are there eco-friendly nail polishes on the market that actually last? And I'm asking that because in my experience, I've tried a handful of Uh, products that don't have the dibutyl phthalates and don't have the formaldehydes, don't have the toolines. And in my experience, they do not stay on my nails all that long. I'm talking like two hours before they start chipping. So are there non-toxic options that also work like the conventional products that we're all used to? Yeah. So there's this product called Dazzle Dry and I have heard nothing but good things about it. And I've done a bunch of research on it and it is really safe. And from, um, I know a lot of people that use it and they just love it. Again, I don't wear nail polish. So, um, but I can tell you that I have heard time and time again, just how great Dazzle Dry is. I know that there are even some salons that, um, have Dazzle Dry. So nail salons that just specifically have Dazzle Dry, which is great. And then if you are a salon goer and you want to choose a safer option, bring in your own nail polish. That's the best way to, you know, incrementally maybe make small changes that where you can still have your nails that you love, get them done professionally, but then, you know, just have a better choice. And then maybe you decide that you can actually do it yourself. Uh, That's one of the great things I've heard about Dazzle Dry is that it's very easy to do yourself and it still looks really professional and it lasts a really long time. Okay. That sounds like a potential solution for me personally, because while I have in the past years after reading (laughs) Bay Johnson, gotten on board with the naked fingernails. It's summer here. I am not necessarily on board with unpainted toenails. So I'm definitely going to check out the Dazzle Dry. And you mentioned there too that you could bring it to the salon. But for me, the benefit of going to the salon is that not only do they do a much better job, but 
it tends to last longer. I don't know why. I don't know why it lasts longer, but it always does. And so if I'm bringing a product, not saying Dazzle Dry is not going to last as long as, let's say, the SE or the OPI, but if I'm going to use a product without the chemicals that make it stay on for so long, maybe, and I'm thinking out loud, I'm thinking, you know, in my own personal life, maybe that negates the need for the salon altogether. So that's just something I need to work through on my my own end. And I just mentioned Essie. So I do have to ask you, I know that Essie, E-S-S-I-E, the very famous nail polish company here in America, they do have a line and it markets itself as three free, meaning it's formulated without the DBP, the tooling and the formaldehyde. In your professional opinion, does that then mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of baiting you here. Does that then mean that this line of SE is safe? I would say no, because you will find a lot of other brands that claim to be seven free or 10 free. And it's just like um, a lot of other products that have different claims on the front of the packaging. You really do have to do a little bit more digging and read the ingredients to figure out if it's truly safe. And that's, you know, that's kind of like the basis of my business is trying to teach people how to really determine if products are safe. And instead of believing the marketing words that they have on the front of the package to really turn that package around, read the ingredient label so that you can understand, are you being marketed to or are you really making an informed decision? Yeah, I so agree with that. This nail polish example is so similar to the shampoo example. This shampoo is paraben-free, writing paraben-free and bold uppercase letters on the front. Well, when you turn the bottle over and you look at the ingredients list, just because it's paraben-free doesn't mean that it's phthalate-free, right? So it's greenwashing almost. It's not almost greenwashing. It is greenwashing. Yeah, definitely. Can I mention something about your toes too? Because I used to feel the same way about not having my toenails painted. And, you know, I, it's all a journey, right? You start at one place where you absolutely love having your nail polish done perfectly and you love going to the salon. And then you just start learning more and more and more and your, your, your mind might change about something. Well, I used to love having my toenails painted and I felt like I had to have them painted honestly because they were, you know, not so attractive with yellowing and cracking and they just didn't look great. Well, I finally completely quit wearing toenail polish a couple years ago. I did it during the winter And I let my nails just kind of completely grow out. I gave them a really good, you know, pedicure with just, you know, pushing back my cuticles, trimming them really nicely. And honestly, they can be very attractive once you get that yellowing that's caused often by nail polish off of them and grown out. And so it can be hard. It's It can take some time, but now I don't even want to try polish again because I don't want to go back to that stage of feeling like I have to have toenail polish on all the time. That just spoke to me. Thank you so much, Megan. It reminds me about how when I took a step back from manicures, I thought to myself, oh, heck no, my hands are not attractive unless I have the manicure. But the reality is, once I stopped using the nail polish, 
The health of my nails and therefore the look of my nails improved drastically. My nails are, and this is not to say I never paint my nails because I do, but I paint them only on special occasions, only when the occasion really warrants it. My nails are so much stronger now. They're longer because they're stronger. And so for anybody listening who thinks to themselves like, oh, I could never do that. I really echo what you just said, Megan, like, Our opinions, our thoughts, our beliefs can change once we arm ourselves with a little more information. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And I think too, like um, a really nicely manicured fingernail that's been buffed with a really good buffer. I mean, it's just as beautiful as a French manicure, in my opinion. But I also, you know, I tend to be towards the more natural. I mean, I love my makeup and stuff. But for the most part, I tend towards being a little bit more um, natural is beautiful. So um, but again, it's definitely been a process and learning has kind of changed my mind about a lot of things. Mm. And you can go to the salon if you love going to the salon, if that's your self-care. You can go to the salon and get a manicure and just not have the nail polish or put on your nails. I've never done it personally, but it's a possibility, right? Yep. Do you have any other tips for listeners who, you know, are alarmed by today's conversation but remain reluctant about giving up their nail routines completely. Do you have any other final tips? Yeah, I think first of all, don't feel guilty. Don't let this knowledge hold you back from making a change. I want you to know that even one small, tiny change can lower your impact of these products that you're using every day. So it's much more, much more important to know that, okay, I can do one small thing at a time rather than getting stuck in frustration or overwhelm. Um, Because really, just even listening to this podcast, you're opening up your mind to that idea. And then, you know, one small change can make a big difference. I love that. I have one more question for you with regard to the mm, less toxic or maybe non-toxic options on the market. You had mentioned Dazzle Dry. I know there are some others. How do these options compare from a price standpoint? Well, Dazzle Dry is a whole system. So I think it can be a little bit more expensive when you first initially invest. So you have all of the different steps. But then once you buy different colors, it's, you know, each individual one is probably the regular price. I would say that when it comes to um, natural products in general, often there is a price difference, but the ingredients are more pure. And so often things can um, last a lot longer, even though the initial investment was was a little bit more expensive. I often say, yeah, you might spend a little bit more in the beginning, but the product will last a lot longer. And I would imagine that would be similar with the nail products. 
Megan, tell us a little bit more about your podcast and where we can find it. Yeah, so you can um, find my podcast, Toxin Free Talk, wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can listen and read about it on my website at detox.design. You also can follow me on Instagram at the Megan Mickelson. And if you are interested in getting my ultimate safe swap guide, you can grab that at meganmickelson.com. Well, Megan, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I am going to try Dazzle Dry and I will report back. (laughs) Yes, I want to know. Thank you again for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge and all of your passion for this topic. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Han. It's been really great. Listeners, I so hope you enjoyed my chat with Megan Mickelson. I have linked to her podcast, Talks and Free Talk, in this week's show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 194. Now, in the weeks since recording this episode, as promised, I did try Dazzle Dry. So I wanted to give you all my completely unbiased opinions on the Dazzle Dry product in case you're interested. So I'm going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly. The good is multiple. There's a lot of great things happening with Dazzle Dry. The first and most important for me is that it stays on my nails longer than any other non-toxic nail polish that I've ever tried. I've tried Mineral Fusion nail polish in the past, and that generally lasts about 18 hours on my nails before it starts chipping. Dazzle Dry, I've been getting about four solid days of it looking really good, four days of good-looking nail polish on my nails before it starts to chip and peel. So that's a win for me. I should say also, as a side note, that I have been told by a professional before that I have oily nail beds. It sounds kind of gross and weird, but essentially oily nail beds means that polish tends to not stay on my nails very long. It starts to peel quickly. So four days of Dazzle Dry staying on my nails is pretty darn great. Another thing I love about Dazzle Dry is that it's super user-friendly. It's easy to use. You don't have to be very talented to paint your nails and make it look good. It doesn't. It's not extra runny. It's not too thick. It's very shiny. So after you do all the steps and you're done, your home manicure or home pedicure looks really professional. And finally, the other thing that I really love about Dazzle Dry is that it's fast drying. So I don't have to sit there for an hour waiting for my nails to dry and they're not smudging. These are all really important for me as a busy mom with two young kids. I just don't have an hour to sit on the couch and wait for my nails to dry. So that's all of the things that I absolutely love about Dazzle Dry. The bad, the bad I would say is that when you go online to choose your colors, I chose some colors that I thought I'd like. I had to wait up to two weeks for shipping. I'm not sure if that's Dazzle Dry's fault or FedEx's fault, but I had to wait two weeks for it all to arrive. And then when it did arrive, some of the colors that arrived did not look like the ones that were pictured online. So I would say that's the bad. And then the ugly The ugly is, (laughs) uh, you could take it one of two ways. On one hand, Dazzle Dry is extremely expensive. 
As Megan mentioned, it is a system. So you have to purchase the system and then you have to purchase the nail polish. The system, I don't have the prices in front of me, but the system I believe was about $100. And then on top of that, you buy the nail polish and the nail polishes are about $20 each. So that sounds exorbitant for me to say out loud to all of you right now. And it is. I will say that they do run specials and sales. But the other way to look at this, the price problem here is if you're in the habit of going to get your nails professionally done and you're spending $30 for me, by me, I live in the Northeast where it's really expensive, uh, I'm going with tip and paying close to $40 a visit, you're going to make that up within three times of using Dazzle Dry. So I guess the price point, the ugly that I'm discussing right now, is all dependent on your mindset. Maybe you don't have $100 to spend on nail polish, and so you might be priced out of Dazzle Dry at the outset. I just wanted to give you all that information for anybody who's interested. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you if you have a non-toxic or eco-friendly solution to the nail polish conundrum. I'd love to hear from you if you've got that or if you have just boldly embraced the bare nail look. How did you get there? Was there a transition? Let me know. Reach out to me. I'm on social. I'm on email. I'm everywhere. Just find me and send me a quick message. This is your quick reminder, your monthly reminder. I've been trying to remind you just once a month so I don't sound like a broken record to leave this show a quick and honest review on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. This show is currently resting at the number 28 spot, number 28 leisure podcast in all of America. That's huge. That's amazing. And that's thanks to all of you for leaving those reviews, taking time out of your busy day. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. I will see you then. Have an amazing week and take care, my friends.